Hi there and welcome to episode 166 of the Writing Guy podcast. I'm Scott Keyes of the Writing Guy, helping smart professionals to find their voice, write human and change the world with their words. Today is the 12th of August and on this day in the year 1827, William Blake, the artist, poet, writer, illustrator, and for some the visionary, uh, died in London, 1827. And um, I don't really know where to start with this. You know, in in sub 10 minutes, what can you say about undoubtedly one of the greatest writers, certainly one of the greatest, you know, one of our great national poets. Uh, What can you say about him? Um, I actually, I'm reminded that um, I went to an amazing exhibition uh, in February, I think it was, last year at Tate Britain. Um, a, 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 A wonderful exhibition of much of his work. And in fact, I went twice. I was so blown away by it. Um, What's he famous for? Probably, well, certainly one of the most famous things that that he did was write the the lyrics of the the, the hymn Jerusalem, as in in, and did those feet in ancient times walk upon England's mountain green. Um, I think I've got the words slightly wrong there, but uh, but you know which one I mean. uh, but he was, he was an inventor. He invented a new form of engraving called relief etching uh, that allowed him to print both image and text in colour, uh, which in the 18th century was unheard of. Uh, but he, he kept the sort of recipe for that pretty close to his chest. Um, you will recognise, I mean, if you're not intimately acquainted with him, but you'll recognise a lot of his more iconic pictures and paintings. There's one of um, uh, God, uh, basically, it's called The Ancient of Days, that he, uh, it was a relief etching in ink and watercolour. And it's of sort of, of God casting light upon the earth. Uh, from on high and then there's there's also an iconic picture of of Isaac Newton um, a very muscular tousle haired Isaac Newton uh, with a compass and a scroll uh, that is that inspired the huge statue uh, that adorns the front of the British Library in London Um, and talking of London he was born and he was very much a Londoner uh, he lived in, um, he was born in Soho uh, on, on Broad Street, on what is now, I think, it used to be called Broadwick Street uh, and is now Broad Street. And um, I'd actually like to, to read to you, you can probably tell I'm kind of struggling a bit to know what to say about this, this great man. Um, I think he was a visionary, uh, he was a genius. Uh, he had huge flights of fancy and imagination. Uh, for, for many, he was a genius. For others, he was mentally disturbed and delusional. Uh, but I think so often, uh, I don't know if you agree with this, but so often the two go hand in hand. 
In fact, around the corner from um, from where I live in uh, in in Balham, there's a small street called Selina Street, and there's a mural on there. There's uh, a piece of graffiti, and it says, "Blessed are the cracked, for they let in the light." And I think that was actually a quote from Groucho Marx. And I think it's so true that true geniuses, real creatives, are slightly well. They're certainly unusual, and um, they may be. They may have delusions, uh, but they think in a different way from the mainstream. And thank God for them. But I'd like to just read a short passage from um, a, a wonderful book called William Blake Now by John Higgs. And the subtitle is Why He Matters More Than Ever. And, and in fact, his book begins with a re-consecration of William Blake's grave in Bunhill Fields in London, which was attended by, uh, among others, Bruce Dickinson, uh, the multi-millionaire lead singer of, of Iron Maiden, heavy metal band Iron Maiden. Uh, who has paid tribute to Blake and Blake's influence in, in a number of his songs, including Urizen, Urizen being a figure that Blake talks about in his writing. And I suppose that, that that's what was so amazing about Blake, was that he, he appealed both to the establishment and to the, the counterculture. Uh, he was both a sort of conformist and a rebel. Anyway, um, John Higgs in this book uh, writes about uh, revisiting Blake's birthplace and, and it's a short passage and there's a sh there's a small poem at the end which uh, sums up I think a lot of uh, a lot of what Blake was about so Higgs writes on 28th of November 2018 William Blake's his 261st birthday I paid a visit to the place where he was born his family house had stood on the corner of Marshall Street and Broad Street uh, now Broadwick Street in Soho, central London. But if you go there now, you'll see a patisserie Valerie standing on the spot. I go in for tea and cake, hoping that I'll find some reference to Blake inside. Like the rest of the patisserie Valerie chain, however, the interior is designed to reflect Belle Epoque Paris, with posters by Henri de Toulouse-Lautrec and Jules Chéret adorning the walls. It's perfectly pleasant, but it ignores that this was the place where our national poet was born. It was here, at the age of four, that Blake saw the face of God through the upstairs window. In other cultures, I suspect, this location would be more celebrated. <coughs> Excuse me. The cafe is quiet and it's easy to find a table. Sitting down with my tea, I fall into watching the people hurrying past the window in the London streets outside. Most of them look harassed and there is precious little joy evident on their faces. They bring to mind one of Blake's most, most famous poems, London, and it reads as follows. I wander through each chartered street near where the chartered Thames does flow, and mark in every face I meet, marks of weakness, marks of woe. In every cry of every man, in every infant's cry of fear, 
In every voice, in every ban, the mind-forged manacles I hear. And I think it, it, it goes on. Uh, yeah, so uh, the next stanza is, I wander through each corporate street, near where the corporate Thames does flow, and mark in every face I meet, marks of weakness, marks of woe. So he was, he was very much, he was a rebel and rebelled against conformism and conformity and uh, lack of, a, uh, of diversity. Um, and his big plea was that one of the greatest tools and weapons at the disposal of humanity is our imagination and that he believed we can achieve anything. He actually believed that we can create heaven on earth, we can create earthly paradise, earthly Eden, through our imagination. Um, so what does that mean for us as writers? Well, what that means is take inspiration from people like Blake and use your imagination more in your writing, uh, whatever you're writing, whether you're writing the instruction manual of a white goods appliance or you're writing a speech designed to move and touch and exhort people to change their, change their lives and change their world and use the imagination. So, thanks for listening. Uh, I hope it wasn't too much of a ramble um, about this incredible figure, William Blake, who died on this day in 1827. Thanks for listening. Bye now.